Warning, this show is rated M for melanin. It is the only place that I have been in a situation where I've been in a group that got jumped. Welcome to Blacklight, the podcast that keeps it light while talking blackness. We're your hosts, Sheldon, Jason, Warren, and Julian. We're here to cast blackness in a new light from a fresh, finessed perspective. Every episode, we examine a social issue or current event through an unapologetically black lens. The show exists because in today's media climate, the experiences and perspectives of color are often unseen or overlooked. We wanted a place to share stories of black people, by black people, for all people. This is that place. This is Black Light. All right. All right, Jason. <laughs> what are we talking about today? Well, Warrant, no. Um, so today <laughs> we are going to be talking about traveling. So one of the esteemed members of the Black Light podcast, Julian, for, well, one, he just had an amazing wedding. Everything went off without a hitch. At least Congratulations. On our side, like it was amazing. All of us had a really good time. Oh, it was beautiful. Yeah, it was one of the best times yeah, of my life. It was best amazing. Times of all of our lives. <laughs> and um and so, you know, we that was I think that was the what well, I know for sure that was the first time the four of us uh tra- no, actually it's the second time we we traveled um abroad. We went to Canada for um uh, our good friend David's um bachelor party. So, but yeah, this, I wasn't there for that. You weren't there for the ooh, I wasn't ooh, there ooh. for that either. Oh, Word. So this is the first time we were all uh, traveled abroad, and it was an amazing experience. And um, the the one thing that uh, a lot of you that know Julian is that he loves to travel. He has like a whole crew that he mainly travels with. He travels a lot with his now bride. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, Stephanie. That's the crew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stephanie that's and, the crew. and the little one. Um, so um, we oh, yeah, wanted to too. talk today about uh, traveling. We've all had different traveling experiences, some good, some bad, some mishaps, some, you know, blossoming of friendships uh, doing um, travel. So I'll go ahead and, and toss it to Julian. Where did this love of traveling, like, come about like when I first met you you didn't travel a great deal but just like I think when you and Stephanie kind of connected like dude you were like traveling like every week it seemed seemed like it seemed I I wish where did the love for traveling come from 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 you too man you know so a lot of interests that we establish over the years and oftentimes can come from growing up without the experience of of those those things that you like to do when I was growing up, and Warren knows this, you know, I grew up with my grandparents and my mom, uh, but, you know, they were in retirement, I guess the time when people should travel, but they didn't really travel like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I always, always would ask them, hey, you know, can we go here? They'd be like, nah, <laughs> you know? <laughs> what type of places uh, were you asking to go? Like, I like Ocean Disney City World or? and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> but we like to, and, you know, and they were, if they travel, they would go to like Myrtle Beach or they would go to like Cape Cod or something, you know, old people stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, so that, you know, but 
it was crazy because they would do that, but they would go on, uh, you know, on, on social trips with their people. So I would just be at home chilling. I'm like, damn, like they, they out here <laughs> and I'm just at home just chilling. But, um, but traveling, tra- I mean, traveling, you, you mentioned, uh, Stephanie and I, that we like to, we like to travel. That has been probably one of the biggest, uh, the biggest assets to our relationship and how we built our relationship. And although I won't make this, you know, this whole thing about, uh, you know, relationships, I will say that traveling with others is a great way to, to not only get to know people, but also to really, uh, solidify the relationship that you have with the people that you travel with. Uh, I think I mentioned this before on the episode that the first time I ever traveled out of the country, it was with Sheldon. And that was when we went yeah. to Cancun. Yeah. And, uh, and that was such a, a life-changing experience. And it's because, you know, you can go, you know, the world's a big place. You know, people say it's a small world. Well, you know, if, if you stay around the same place like I have growing up, then it's a, it's a huge place. And just to be able to see the different faces, different languages, uh, different food, you know, sights and sounds, all those different things. For me, that's something I just absolutely fell in love with. And so that's, um, that's something that I'm so happy that Stephanie and I have been able to, to, to share a love in. And I would love to travel uh, with you guys, have a, have a black light trip. I know exactly where we go to, but we'll share where? that. We'll say do that it, later. Say it, say it. Oh man, we going, we got to go. Well, first of all, somewhere in Europe, but second of all, yeah. Colonizer. <laughs> no, nah, well, we can, we'll go to, uh, yo, we got to go to Amsterdam, dude. Okay. <laughs> yo, we got to, we got to go. Uh- when I think of Amsterdam, I think of uh, other things. But uh, um, why? I have to ask why? Why Amsterdam? Uh, because I haven't Amsterdam. been there yet. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> no, it would be a lot of fun. Um, it'd be very. You know, honestly, I could think of very few major cities in Europe that we wouldn't have fun at. But we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But what would you say you and Stephanie like connected on? Like, is it just learning? Do you feel like you learned her a little better, like something that you like couldn't do here and it was just easier to do there? Like, what was it that excited you about traveling with with Stephanie and that uh, connected you guys so well, so so much? Well, I mean, the answer is probably different domestically and abroad. Um, yeah. Domestically, I would say probably just to kind of you know, see how they operate and like, you know, how ready are you to, you know, be in situations and it starts off with like road trips. You know, if you can, if you can, if you don't want to, if you don't want to open the door while the car's going on a road trip with them, then you know, it's meant to be. I got you. Yeah. It's a good barometer. Like, okay, can I deal with this person in a different situation where it's just me and her? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, just, you know, taking road trips to places and, you know, finally getting there, the excitement of getting there and then, Planning out what to do, I think, is such a uh, an awesome experience. Traveling abroad is is different in the sense that you are in a whole different country. Once again, languages are different, foods are different, customs are different, and so that's really and there's so so and especially Europe. I talk about Europe a lot. We've we've had an opportunity to go to different places, but Europe is to be able to explore the history, to be able to go up and be around buildings to touch buildings that are several centuries older than the United States. The, you know, so I, I think that's just the coolest thing just to be able to go out and just see the world. And, um, one of the things that we like to do it, when we, when we go out, especially to uh, travel abroad is to go like a bar crawl. And oh, okay. so, okay. yeah. So we just like look up for bar crawls cause that is, you know, it's a thing. 
So we go there. And, and you get to know, like, the, I guess the locals and how they operate. Yeah. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you meet people from all over the world. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've people all over the world that we, we still keep in contact with. And so that's such an awesome experience. And, and you know, it's something I can't wait to get back to, to doing. Hopefully we'll be able to, to do it sooner than later. We need the world to open up first. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So I, I, I guess, so, you know, kind of speaking of, of Europe and um, when, when you guys took that first trip to, to uh, Cancun and Can- Cancun, Mexico, uh, you guys were like in your twenties, like 23, mm-hmm. 20. Yeah. So yeah, 24, yeah. 25, something like that. Yeah. So, oh my God. So the first time I, I traveled abroad was, was a hot ass mess. You know, it was, it was, it was, so I was uh set, no, I was 18. I was 18, like fresh out of high school. And um, it was part of my my church, uh, Fellowship United Church of Christ, which the acronym is um, FUCC, which is weird. Uh, <laughs> it would, would be uh, part of the acronym, but uh, shout out to them. Um, so we partnered with um, another United Church of Christ uh, that was in, I want to say North Carolina, with a church that was over in Germany. Um, so, you know, we like <laughs> raised money, you know, did yaks. Y'all don't know what yak is, but, um, it's a, it's a Virginia Beach delicacy. We like did all these fundraisers to, um, to raise money to, to go over there. And, um, you know, so it was like a, a big honor to go over there. I actually went over there with my, my, um, my, my good friend, Mike, um, Mike Terrence, shout out to him, rest in peace. Um, so we went out, so, you know, we, we, it was my first time, uh, getting on an airplane longer than an hour. So that was an experience. Um, And um, man, it it really, I'll be honest with you, it it really um, changed my whole perspective of really just being an American. So, you know, it was like our church, uh, which is mainly African-American, it was about five of us and, you know, the other American um, fellowship church or whatever. And it was, it was about seven, eight of them and they were all white kids. And, you know, one of the things that stood out for me is the the treatment between how the American kids treated us as opposed to the, the German kids uh, treated us that were over there. The German, like there was just so with the um, American kids who were like from, you know, like from the South, from South Carolina, North Carolina, I can't remember. They just said the most egregious shit. Like a lot of the stuff that we, you know, that we talk about, like, oh, you know, like, I think that was the first time someone ever said to me, like, oh, you're the, you are the, um, um, uh, the, the whitest sounding black person I've ever met. Like that was the first time I ever heard that comment was from this trip. And there was a lot of comments from the, um, American side. Um, and then like, again, like I'm 18, um, yes, I've had white friends and stuff like that, but it was, it was in a different situation. It was like the white people in my neighborhood were the minority. So they knew better, right? They didn't say shit. like that. <laughs> They didn't think shit like that. They had closer proximity to black people. So they knew better. Right. And, um, that was like the biggest thing for me, just like the things that they would say, like I was, I was honestly not prepared. And then as opposed to the German kids, not to say they don't have, you know, racism and, and, and things over there, but total opposite treatment. Like one of the guys, um, so we, we stayed in um, with the, the church group for, for the first two weeks. And the third week, we actually stayed with a German family for a week. 
And man, the dude, the the um, family that I stayed with it was a it was a um, mom, dad, and a son, and son was about my age. Just the coolest guy, you know, just real cool. He was just smoking his cigarettes every day. What's I his name? Nils. Up. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> inside joke. My my wife said we need to stop doing so many inside jokes, but yeah, that was that was a good. One. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, you know, just the just the coolest guy, and um, so that was that was my my sort of like big takeaway from that trip, just like how uh, the Germans treated me way better than the people who were like two states up, and and I don't know if you guys have um ever had that experience of of traveling and then or just being you know maybe a little reluctant, like how are they going to perceive me? And maybe it went like it did with me or or it went the, you know, opposite way where you were treated worse than, you know, you, you thought that you were going to be treated. Uh, so the first time I left the country, I went to China oh, oh, uh, yeah. for an NBA Cares event. And we were there. The dunk team from the Wizards was there. That's why I was there. And then the... Uh, Oklahoma City Thunder dancers were there and the Toronto Raptors dancers were there. Meeting the Raptors dancers is the reason why I ended up going to Canada as often as I could for the next like (laughs) year or two. And then being in Canada and knowing people from Canada and being around people that treat me as, (laughs) as Canadians treat people (laughs) makes it difficult for me to want to live in the States. The only reason I live here is because it is warmer than in Canada. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Goodness gracious. Have I, I've never been treated as warmly consistently by random people as I was in Canada and I love the brand of people that you get up there, obviously. And what's funny about this is every time I talk to Canadians about how uh, people from Toronto have treated me, they're all like, Oh, Toronto people are the mean ones. (laughs) (laughs) You got the assholes of the group. Yeah. They're they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all the mean ones. Uh, (laughs) You feel that way about people from Toronto? And I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, don't go to the American. United States. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't, yeah. Your feelings crushed. <laughs> Shattered. Just, just the absolute nicest people consistently. Yeah. Um, what's also funny is it is the mm-hmm. only place that I have been in a situation where I've been in a group that got jumped. We were, oh, yeah, we were in a, that story. Yeah, we were in an area. Long story short, we were in an area at the at the bars at night. Um, some of our friends were were dancing at this bar, and we we went to go see the show. And then we were leaving the bar, and there were about twenty guys that we learned later were probably a part of some sort of Chinese gang oh, uh, that frequents the area. Bloods or uh, Crips. It, no, more like triads. That's that's what I was told. Yeah. Uh, I have no way of confirming that, but looking at the situation, it it really looked like a uh, like a an initiation kind of thing, because 
there was a guy crossing the street while a, a drunk friend of mine was crossing the street. And that guy came up to my friend who was the, the smallest of us, but he's a lot stronger than he looks. Mm. <laughs> um, and this guy went something, 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 nigger. Ooh. And yeah, my, my friend went, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, nig- nigga. What? <laughs> <laughs> nigga, who? <laughs> and uh, cue the music. <laughs> cue the beat at the ass beat music. <laughs> well, yeah, I said I said I'd do long story short, so I won't tell you about the whole thing. But uh, shit, I want to hear all of this. Short, this is lit. Long story short, <laughs> yeah. there were there were about fifteen to twenty people that eventually entered the fight on the wrong side, and there were uh, there were three dunkers. Ooh that fought them all oh wow. uh, i was i was actually already injured that day uh so i didn't participate uh, <laughs> i also don't like to fight so i don't participate but uh i yeah i already had stitches from that day i uh hit my face against the rim oh, man. uh in the dunk show that we did that day um and so i i had stitches across my eye already <laughs> um but there were three dunkers that handled about 15 to 20 other guys uh it was definitely a sight to see but wow. yeah that's a story for a different so episode. don't go to china pretty much <laughs> uh well china no, was, was china was great but this was in toronto oh where all the nice people are yeah <laughs> still don't where, go to china where no, all the nice people are. <laughs> wow yeah i was yeah. um so I, yeah. crazy crazy times traveling <laughs> well I, I wasn't accosted by the triad <laughs> but, but it, you know, like once you sometimes when you are traveling, you know, you kind of let your guard down. I, I remember um, this wasn't abroad, but uh, I went to. Well, who was she then? <laughs> it was a girl. Yeah, how did you know? Wow, that's you know, intuitive. Um, I was visiting this girl. This was many, 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 many moons ago. And um, Tara again. Uh, we went to. Uh, we went to. Uh, we went to. On the uh, last episode, she was in Arizona, and then we went to 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 Cali, right? I want to say L.A. because we were like we visited Compton and all this. So anyway, so I've never any heard anybody say that <laughs> we visited Compton. We went to go visit Compton. No, no, no. I mean, we I drove like, yeah, Compton there. there. You get taken to Compton. End up there, taken there. <laughs> Ended up I've in Compton, right, never heard visited. This is vacation. The, the, we summer in Compton. <laughs> 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 no, 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 no. We weren't. We, I. Th- that's one of the the memories I have is you know going through Compton in a car. You know, uh, not gang banging. Okay. <laughs> Were you cruising down the street in your six four? In, <laughs> in my six four? No, no, no. Uh, so we not were, tipping through. We were in this club in L.A. and um, you know, like you know, this was a girl I was liked whatever but we weren't together so i you know she took me to this club we went to uh there was like a sort of an I, a actual couple there and we went out you know to this spot in la I, obviously i don't know a soul and um so we're out in this club and you know me and the guy you know we're just kind of you know hanging out a little bit while the girls do their thing and um i started dancing with this girl <laughs> and this dude tapped me in the shoulder and he was like, yo, sub, I, I don't have a horrible L.A. accent, but uh, <laughs> whatever the fuck they say out there. He was like, you yo, mark ass buster, mark ass buster. <laughs> he was like, what's, you know, he was like, uh, what's good? What's good? I was like, nigga, nothing's good. I'm, I'm dancing. I don't I don't know. Like, what's, what's, what's I'm happening. good. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm he, well. And you, sir. <laughs> and he was like, yo, man, that's my girl. I'm like, 
<laughs> but you better talk to Q about better, that shit. <laughs> I was well, you know, I'm not as punk as as, as your brother. Um, so I was like, bro, let her decide. <laughs> so I was like, bro, you know, just like what's um, okay. I mean, I'm like, there's plenty of girls around here. I didn't know this was a girl. He was like, well, you got a problem, nigga. So in my peripheral, I see two other people crowd around me who are just as tall as I am. So, you know, uh, so the guy that I was with, who, by the way, looked like most deaf, weird. And uh, so he takes a bottle. He was like, niggas, you got a problem? Right. <laughs> and I don't know. It was divine intervention. All of a sudden, these angry, uh, I, in my mind, they were bloods. They were probably regular ass dudes. Right. <laughs> these, these vicious bloods were like, yo, you know what? Homie, you right. There's enough girls in here for all of us. I'm like, ain't God good, man. That you know, black. Now, Jesus, did you get back to your stroke, bro? He comes through. But uh, did, did you get back to your stroke after that? You kept dancing. I did. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> with, with that same girl, just <laughs> to rub it in to the window. To, you know. like, if it ain't ordained. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but you know, it it is scary to be in a place where you don't know a single person and you know somebody is like in a local club mode you know so i mean that's i know that's you know sometimes people uh don't travel maybe for that reason but i mean that's that's rare that's that happened one time in california but i've had many you know experiences that were were perfectly fine so man. well that's that's one of the things that i notice when i'm traveling is i'm much more heads up and much more like cognizant of my surroundings when I'm traveling yeah. because I I just I need to know what's going on around me more often than I do when I'm in my like local mm-hmm. environment because I just I understand when things are a little bit weird uh in DC uh but I don't necessarily understand that when I'm in LA or when I'm in uh, Cancun for a wedding or when I'm <laughs> you know like yeah. I was the 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 scariest one was Brazil. When I was in Brazil, we had it's a place I've always like, wanted to go. Yeah, we were in Rio, mm. um, and and we had we had armed like an armed bodyguard with us everywhere we went. And the fact that we had an armed bodyguard with us everywhere we went made me paranoid as hell. Oh, I bet, yeah. Because the yeah. fact that someone would pay money to hire us. <laughs> someone that this is a necessary expense right like they thought that this was and for the dunk team right like someone someone paid money (laughs) for your protection yeah like that's that's really extra uh and that made me hella nervous to do anything in rio um like it's one thing when you're being paid for work to take extra risks, and they're like, "We'll pay you more to do that." It's one thing right. when they're paying to protect you from others. You're at risk from others. <laughs> yeah, like our driver, our our driver came to pick us up at the hotel one day, and he was like black and blue, uh, and we were like, uh, "You good?" Uh, and he was like, "Yeah, these fucking kids." Hold on, wait a goddamn minute, what kids? He got jumped by like a couple 15, 16 year olds oh, wow. uh, that that beat him up and, and took his wallet the day before. And still came to um, work the next day. And, wow. Right, yeah. Uh, but that's he's like, yeah, yeah. These fucking kids running around 
doing, and I was like, this is common to you. The way you're talking about this <laughs> means this is common. This is not okay. <laughs> um, so I was, my, my head was on a swivel for any group mm. of three to four, 15 year olds. <laughs> wow. And it's just things you don't think about. Well, that I don't think about when I'm walking around like Rockville. Right. Uh, or or even uh, like the streets of New York, right? You're not you're not going. Oh, I'm gonna get jumped by some high school students. Yeah, it's not Ninja Turtles the movie. Like, yeah, right. Book <laughs> Clan. Leonardo, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sheldon, uh, you know, I, I think your background is uh, you were. Um, I, I hate this term. I don't know if it's PC, but you were a army brat, right? Like, so you traveled around a lot. Like, I hate that term, Jason. I'm sorry, no, I didn't cancel sorry. cancel Jason yeah. Lewis. I'm sorry. Sheldon, I, I, Sheldon's eyes squint as soon as you said that. <laughs> but you 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 traveled a lot, like right, like doing your like. How was that bouncing around? I don't know if you bounced around the country or you know um, overseas or what. what was a little like? bit of both, yeah. So yeah. I was born in the states, but my, both my brother and sister were born in Germany. But you know, my dad was in the military, so I did not know that. Uh, we basically moved around like every. That. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, so that explains a lot of my affinity for Germany and German things and German women and oh, all that wow. good stuff. So wow. there, there it is. Spoiler. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was, but so I'm the only one of the three of us who was born in the states, but we're all obviously U.S. citizens. Um, and yeah, so traveling was just always normal for me, and I'm only now as I am an adult and have kind of my own life and things and things that I'm working on. Um, it's like, I view travel very differently because like I had moved around so much as a kid and through my life, like basically every four years we were picking up and moving to a new place, having to go to a new school, meeting new friends, meeting and making new friends. Uh, so I was just really not interested in travel for quite some time. I mean, I wasn't going to pass up something like spring break in Cancun, mm -hmm. Um, but it wasn't really, I think until, I mean, it's not that I didn't travel at all, but really until I started hanging out with, uh, war until I, where I really started traveling like a lot, like, I mean, going to, uh, Vegas for your bachelor party, Jason, that was, uh, rare. Like, I mean, I just wasn't doing a lot of stuff like, like that, like travel just wasn't kind of in, in the cards for me for various reasons. Um, except for when we were traveling as a family, you know, so that was just kind of part of that. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's sort of shaped kind of the way that I, I have both interact with people and am able to make friends. Like it just became part of who I am in terms of just meeting people. It's why in a group setting, you know, I'm typically one of the first people to start talking to other people and just get to know them. Uh, it just became something that like, it was almost mandatory, you know, it's like, you're going to have to meet new people here because, well, you just had to pick up and move from all the things that you knew before. Wow. So, yeah. Um, how, how often did you guys move? Like, was this, uh, like every four years. Sure. So okay. it was like, okay, so I was like two when we moved back to Germany and my sister was born. And then from there, I think she was, I think I was five, four or five when I moved back to the States. And then we were in Florida. Then we moved from Florida to Hawaii. Oh, and wow. then, and all of this. So we were changing like elementary schools yeah. and middle schools and high school. Well, once we got to here, to Maryland, then it was middle school and high school. Um, but yeah, I mean, I could talk about a whole bunch of effects that that had on that, but that's not so much travel. That was more so just having to relocate. Mm -hmm. um, but it did. I mean, it, it really helped me to see a lot of the world and, and just the way that different people live. 
Uh, it painted my uh, experiences and sort of my context and, and just the way that I interact with the world. Um, you know, my my dad's side of the family is, you know, is all from Texas, you know, so think think about some Southern black folks from Texas. And then, you know, my mom's side of the family is all, you know, folks from Pennsylvania and, and white folks from Pennsylvania. So it's like having to like experience those two worlds, you know, and travel back and forth. I think between those was definitely, those were like the things that I remember most. Like it was always traveling for family. Like we had to go see like, you know, our grandparents or our uncles and aunts or cousins or whatever it was. Um, and that really shaped a lot of the, just kind of my, not interactions, but not outlook, but just kind of like the way that I view the world. Cause it was always a diverse, everything was always diverse. Mm. So, which is also why, and that kind of brings up something that I wanted to talk about. I sort of joked about it. We we're talking about traveling while black. Uh, but I actually did want to talk about that because it's a very real thing. I mean, first and foremost, um, you know, I mean, I don't want to put all black people into the same category. There's just, we shouldn't do that ever. Um, but, you know, we talk about certain luxuries and things like you start talking about like oh like i travel like you know a couple times a year it's like oh you bougie ass nigga but god damn like really <laughs> like okay all right you say that about julian all the time behind his back <laughs> so well, now's your chance say it to his face say it with your chest so but um you know just as far as uh just traveling itself though and traveling uh while while black i think it's you know, one, just, be, you know, being black, living as a black man in, in America is, is just a struggle every day, whether, you know, it's conscious or subconscious. But I think then having to take those things and then um, experience them in other places, I think it's just always been so fascinating. I know for me, like I've had experiences like uh, Julian had talked about Europe. I know for me in Germany, I've had some of the most amazing, warm and friendly times mm -hmm. there. Um, it's been incredible, but I wouldn't say, I wouldn't write a, a book and say that that's going to happen for everybody. Absolutely. You know, I, it's, it's really interesting. Like, cause I, it, when I traveled to Germany, like I was, had gone to some small towns where there were like no black people. Yeah. And let me just tell you, man, these folks were so excited to see a black person. <laughs> like, and it was, it was unbelievable. I mean, and it was like, they were so hospitable and so excited and genuine and just like, it was, yeah. It was something else, but that's, I wouldn't say that that's just what's going to happen. Okay. It just happened to happen to me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you heard this while you were there, like in, in the, um, the, the Southern American kids, when I went to Germany, were so excited to tell us this, but there was, I don't know if you ever heard that little folklore that black, you know, in, in certain, you know, remote areas of, of German, I don't know. In the, in, the, in the Schwarzwald? Yeah. In the black forest? <laughs> that yeah. black people, there was a rumor, a folktale that black people grew tails at 12 o'clock. Did you ever hear that? I don't know if those, those my, never my racist that. counterparts would just shit me or if that was like a real thing that older uh, Germans <laughs> in these they did they Germany. did ask me about you know they did ask me if it was true about what they say about you know black men and I was like I mean uh, well, I ain't talking about I'm saying tail like, <laughs> okay. you said tail That's you said true. tail I don't know front tail, front tail back tail what tail, 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 tail are we talking about <laughs> what exactly are we talking about here folks but uh, I did want to kind of talk about that more just in terms of just traveling while black like have uh, I know that I do this. I was curious if you guys do this in terms of like when you're trying to think about where you want to go, does racism come into play? Like, do you think about that? Like, okay, like let's say you're traveling within the continental U.S. or abroad. Hell yeah. 
groups mm-hmm. in the continental United in the United States. Absolutely. Yeah. More domestic. I'm very than, yeah. cognizant of, you know, certain places that I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to feel comfortable. Will I, will I still eventually go? Yeah. But I, I'm going to learn about, you know, where I, well, I, where I will feel the most comfortable in. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go. It's like people tell me like South Carolina is beautiful. I'm like, I bet it is beautiful uh-huh. if you're white. <laughs> but it, it depends. My my family went to, but that's the thing. Like it, it, every state, probably even like oh Maryland, the there's parts of Maryland that's the Mississippi. South. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, Maryland is is not like a realistic expectation of like how black people are are treated yeah, throughout that. this country at all. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Hard to tell you if, if you didn't know that. But um, you know, I, I, my family went to South Carolina and it was it was great, but it was a it was on a resort. Like it was mm-hmm. it was you know like it was a a very nice resort. I'll, I'll just say that. So not a plantation. Not a plantation. Unlike mm-hmm. my wedding. No, I'm just kidding. My, my <laughs> right. fucking plantation. You know, but you know Let's that to a vote. <laughs> that you know racism never is too far behind because like all the people there were great um you know all, all the families it was more of a family oriented resort however i do remember my my wife telling me in, in her sister um inquiring about um next year and um, one of the managers there was like, yeah, you know, well, actually, um, our Jamaicans are coming. Uh, they've just been so great. And we're going to have more of our Jamaicans. So my sister-in-law, corrector, is like, no, actually, she was like, uh, uh, another white guy jumped in. He was like, what? Okay. I, I think I know what you're trying to say, but you're saying it horribly. She's like, no. She's like, well, you know, she said, no, no, our Jamaicans, they're coming in. And she just did not fucking get like mm, how she sounded like she polite racism. was coming, <laughs> like she was buying Jamaicans like it was, you know, like, mm. so, it, you know, it that always, you know, kind of creeps in. So. So there's there's places that I would go if I were being paid to go there um, because my time there would be catered. It's sort of like, sort of like when I was in China and when I was in Brazil, uh, that's, Mm -hmm. but there are places on my list that like, I would have to be paid to go there to go. Mm. Like I would love to go to Thailand, uh, but be paid to go there. Uh, otherwise, uh, I'm going to be annoyed when I walk past shops that say no black people allowed. Mm. Um, there, but there's, yeah, I keep a, I have a list of places that like, I don't want to go right now because of their current gripes with black people or the way they currently are allowed to treat black people or consistently treat black people or have over the past several years, like whatever you want to say. Um, actually, Houston is one of those places. Really? Yeah, Houston, that's on that list. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that wow. you wouldn't fuck with. Why? Um... Yeah, yeah why, all the why? stuff that happened South by Southwest uh, a couple years ago. Um, if you're unfamiliar, there was a there was a bunch of like really racist um, like posters and stuff that were hung up uh, during the South by Southwest festival uh, and and right before it, um, and that just that just turned me off from from being there at all. And it's not that necessarily something's going to happen or that I'd have a bad time. Mm-hmm. It's that there are so many other places that I could be um, and have a good time at that. Why am I going to put something on my list to go 
Like, why am I going to make sure mm-hmm. that a place can be on my list when I have a, a chance of having a really bad time there if I interact with that stuff? Like, mm. I'd, I'd much rather put Vancouver on my list. Oh, that does sound fun. Oh, yeah. You know, I, here I would it. love to go uh, to Vancouver, yeah. I'd, I'd much rather say, you know, if I'm, if I'm flying across the sea, maybe I'm going to Morocco. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm going to Italy. You know, like, I don't need to go somewhere where I think I might encounter a bad time because of the color of my skin. Yeah. And I think a lot, some of those places at it, Houston specifically, um, it really just depends on what part of Houston that you're going in. And that's, a, that's the same thing with any, a lot of anywhere. people in the South. Well, hold on. But that's, the problem with that yeah. is I don't know Houston. Yeah. So I can't, I can't be someone that says, Oh yeah, I'm gonna find the right place to be to have a good time versus finding the wrong place to be to be like Toronto's a great example. I absolutely love Toronto. I also found myself in the middle of a gang situation. (laughs) (laughs) It's because I don't know Toronto. Yeah. Uh I know uh, like I know the hotel that I love the best. Uh and I know the grocery store that I like the best, and I know the bar that I like the best, and that's about all I know <laughs> in Toronto. Yeah. So, you know, I'm I'm gonna find myself in a situation that I can't control. Yeah. And, uh, I, and I find that with just about everywhere that I travel, yeah. and that's why I, I I'm not gonna chance it with places that I don't necessarily trust. Yeah. And I think I feel like the the South in particular is is kind of tricky like that because, um, you know, if you are uh, someone who is used to uh, Bethesda, Maryland, or, or or something equivalent to that, where you can, you know, you can kind of. I mean, there there are parts that you probably wouldn't frequent, but you know, in general, you kind of know the lane and where you're gonna go, and there'll be a mixture of people, and you know, and the from my experience, like in the South, it's just it's it's definitely more of a um, black and white. Like if you go to certain parts of Houston. Texas, you are not going to be welcome there. If you go to other parts and you are black, um, you will absolutely be welcome there. Um, you know, and you know, it, it, I think it just all depends if you feel like dealing with that. Um, you know, and I think a lot of people kind of take that in mind. I'm like, fuck, man, I, I gotta like calculate like <laughs> what percentage of 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 Houston or this state is is racist, or what part can I go to, and like, can I just go? You know, I don't know. It's 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 kind of tricky. You know, I think that would be more tricky if if you're not talking about like a major city. <laughs> you know, I think Houston fits that bill. I mean, that's I I'd be honest with you, Warren. I I didn't uh, hear about what happened in South by Southwest, but um, I mean that's surprising to hear. I mean that's a major city. It's like what? It's like the third or fourth most populated city in the country. It's fucking huge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's in Texas, so yeah. mean, Texas is massive. Beyonce is so. from there. Yeah, you can't possibly be racist. No. no, that is crazy. You know, and I just think about it too. I mean, like you said, uh, like you said, Jason. Well, I think you used Bethesda as the example. Like you know, <laughs> there might be some places that may not welcome black people i i can't say for sure that i know that that's something in in bethesda but um i think that's a luxury that we have growing up in the areas that absolutely you know well at least i'll I'll speak for myself it's a luxury Mm -hmm. that i have um, not being exposed to an environment to where i don't necessarily feel welcome you know um or where nobody's explicitly telling you oh like you know 
you, you're not welcome here, go home or whatever. So, um, so I can imagine to those who experience that, that has yeah. to be a, a, a shocking time. That's why. And I think that's maybe why a lot of black people don't travel. Like when we, you know, I was thinking about this episode. Yeah, that's what I was trying to yeah. get at. Like in terms of like, not only it being a luxury, but also a safety thing. Like it's like, okay, where can we vacation? It wasn't there. What was it called? It was like a, a green, green book, book or something. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And it was basically a book of like safe places for black people to stop at and yeah. stay and eat. Which was you know, a necessity. Yeah. A necessity. Yeah. You could literally be my, killed. My grandmother, mm. up until she stopped driving, carried. Are you uh, serious? A pee bucket. Okay. A pee bucket. A pee bucket that because she had See, gone most of her life, she was not able to just go and fucking pee. <laughs> and use the bathroom. So in the back of her you know, Winnebago or you know, whatever they had, van, she, up until she stopped driving, carried a 10 pee bucket because no. that was just such a natural part of her existence that she just could not go into a hotel to do a gas station mm-hmm. and pee. So, you know, I think a lot, um, I, I think uh, that's a little bit why people or black people traditionally, I, I think the, our generation is kind of, is definitely changing that. But mm-hmm. I think that was, you know, a, a, a big part of it, just not being comfortable, uh, fear of the unknown, like, well, I'm treated like shit in, you know, Bofuck, Mississippi, you know, God only knows how I'll be treated. You know, you just assume that right. you will be treated in <laughs> well, a similar We're going to pay money fashion. to go somewhere else and be treated right, like shit. Right, right. Like, I'm not going to pay all this money to be treated like shit. I can, I can go to, to, <laughs> to North Carolina, <laughs> in Arkansas, and, and be treated like that. So I think I think maybe that, you know, culture, kind of, same thing with vaccinations and COVID. It's like it, it, it comes from a real place in American society uh, that – we are just now starting to um, get out of of and involve and experience this and like, well, no, there's other, you know, yes, other countries have their own shit, but it's different and nuanced and they treat us like this. And, you know, so I, I think that's one of the, the best things about traveling is just getting a different cultural perspective. And you can realize like either one in some parts we have it really good here and other things it's like holy shit we are far behind other <laughs> countries in the way that we treat one another or treat yeah. the poor or treat the you know minority or a different anything you know um how we how we treat others so i will also say i want to say this uh very carefully so i'm going to say one way that i feel like most black men are different than most white men is that we feel like we're not necessarily safe even where we are. So do we feel safe enough to like change the situation that we're in to a situation where we know even less? Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas I feel like most white men feel very safe and feel like if something were to happen to them that obviously the wrongs would be righted in some naturally, way they would deserve would yeah. yes naturally the government or the the people in power in whatever situation would take care of that because justice would need to be done right mm. and and that is a that's a like a just like a tenant a, a belief system that 
that they seem to walk around with. I may be totally wrong, but that's that's what it seems like. I I think that's different for black people. And the thing the thing that comes to mind actually is camping. Uh, <laughs> which is which is it has nothing to do with people. It has to do with how safe you just feel going out and 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 sloughing off the comforts or the safety that we have crafted in society, right? Like I don't know black people that camp. Huh? I know a bunch of white people that camp. And and that to me is, oh, is I know black very people that similar camp, but to, they're homeless. Like uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's not that's not camping. That's camping. <laughs> that's sleeping but I don't outside. Because do <laughs> I, I don't want to be homeless. <laughs> yeah. It's to me this is a tangential conversation of like how safe do you feel normally and what safeties are you willing to give up to have other experiences? Hmm. Um and I, I think that potentially we feel less safe normally, so we're less likely to give up that safety that we have in order to have these other experiences. Maybe if you feel completely protected all the time, it's it's fine to to go do something else or or you know, like what would what wouldn't you do if you felt like you couldn't fail or if you felt like you could never get in trouble or you felt like you could have any experience you wanted to have? Mm-hmm. Where wouldn't you go? What wouldn't right. you try? Yeah. And that's, I think that's a part of the thing that's been an apprehension for me about traveling. Although, I mean, again, I grew up moving around a bunch. It wasn't just traveling for vacation. So that was, you know, moving from place to place and having to learn and adapt. But as far as when people are like, hey, do you want to go here? Like that thought is always on my mind. Well, how do they treat the black people there? Mm-hmm. And wow. then people, oh, don't, no worries, dude, you'll be with me. And it's like, what are, I don't want that to be you, the answer. You have a, However, a racial force ass. field. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what happens when you go to the bathroom? <laughs> right. <laughs> what happens when the beating starts? <laughs> it's going to be no good. Um, and, and I have also been pleasantly surprised when I have uh, been in situations. This is actually one of my favorite things because the more that I learn about things, there's more that I just realize I just don't know very much. And when I am pleasantly surprised and just wrong about a place. So like when I go to a place and the people are just super friendly mm. and it's not like that mm-hmm. Southern hospitality friendly where they're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make you some tea. There's some poison in it. You know, <laughs> drink up all of it. Get the sugar in the That's bottom. Get the green sugar at the bottom. <laughs> I don't see colors, nigger. Yeah. <laughs> Bless his heart. Bless his heart. Bless his heart. He was he was he was black. Now he's turning red. red. All right, we're 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 getting off topic here. Oh gosh. <clears throat> wow. But yeah, I mean that has been a a big ten. It's not the only thing that I think about while traveling. Of course, I mean I, I certainly enjoy uh, learning about new places. For I know for me, uh, when I travel. Uh, one of the things that I has become sort of like tradition for me is to try to find a karaoke spot. Mm-hmm. And I know that's kind of a weird transition, but the traveling that I have done, mm-hmm. um, I just like to like find like something new and I, like karaoke is just such a, like a cool place to do that. Like once you can find people who are committed to doing that. And we tried to, tried to do that uh, in Cancun for, uh, during uh, your wedding weekend, Julian, oh, but unfortunately cool. it, mm-hmm. It just wasn't in the cards. Hey, the, the, uh, I was busy. I was praying in my hotel. You were already gone by then, Jason. Uh, yeah, I was. <laughs> yeah, you were. You, were. Right. you don't need no alibi, Jason. You were gone by then. You were you were back at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that was unfortunate. I was I was really looking forward to that. 
Uh, but yeah, and that, that's great. I mean, it kind of goes back to what I was saying about uh, like the bar crawl. But you know, karaoke definitely falls in line with, uh, and I, you know, something that's social, something that gives you the opportunity to just kind of like put yourself out there uh, to meet other people. You know, it is great. I mean, you meet a ton of people. Look, Nashville. I mean, of course, Nashville is a music city, but even still, I mean, how many people did we have the opportunity to meet? <laughs> Jason, how knows. many of those people thought you <laughs> were niggers? <laughs> well, yeah, no, nobody said it to our face. That yeah, was nice. yeah, that's good. good. That's, that's, good. Yeah. that's what definitely appreciate. I would do. say, and I would tell people this. Yeah, yeah I mean, mm-hmm. Nashville is a is a cool city. I think if, if you're white and into country music, man, it's got to be an amazing time. That's, it really does. I mean, yeah, that's the way that I would say it. It's like <laughs> it's if you're not into country music, it's not going to be that great. At least not on Broadway. Uh, and then it just helps if you're white (laughs) (laughs) just helps that is a a good transition to um a question i I guess i'll I'll throw out to everybody uh what is one place that is on your like travel bucket list for me it is um nigeria uh for several reasons one i've never been to any country in africa because you want to show off your tattoo true (laughs) and Fuck you. I, I get the shade there. Um, and two is because um, I'm 36% Nigerian according to Ancestry DNA. So um, I feel like if it's <laughs> if that's if any place to start, you know, that is a place to go, you know, to 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 kind of trace back those roots. And so that's one of my uh, bucket lists that I hope to uh, fulfill and um, you know the next five years in oh, uh, Jamaica, which I'm going to next year, which is going to be awesome. I can't wait. But oh, um, nice. yeah, yeah, Jamaica's great. Now you going to Jamaica? You met some Jamaicans from the South Carolina trip. Was that <laughs> what the? <laughs> they were just some slight i mean i mean some uh staff members who uh yeah, yeah, yeah. staff members. Gotcha. Uh, Milan. Milan. Wow. Ooh, yeah. Ew, there's shiny. the there's one. The one piece of architecture that I most want to see in the world in person is in Milan. It's the cathedral in Milan. Wow. It's just, I, I look at pictures of it and I'm in awe. I can only imagine like being in front of it for real. That's the one I always think about when I think about like bucket list items. I've got a list, like an actual list of bucket list items. One of them is like, um, there's a canal in France. There's a uh, Lake Louise in Canada, most of them are not like cities or people groups that I actually want to interact with. They're like landmarks or things mm-hmm. that I want to see. Okay. But yeah, uh, number one on that list is uh, Il Duomo in Milan. Wow. Well, I know I talked about uh, Germany a bunch, but actually two of my bucket list places are in Germany. I surprisingly have not been to Berlin or to Munich, and really? I want to go to... Mm-hmm. Munich for Oktoberfest and a FC Bayern game. That would be, dude, if I could, I mean, I don't think you'd do both at the same time, maybe, but that would be just next level. Um, and then just because I've never been to Berlin and I've heard it's a cool city. Um, and I think that'd be pretty cool. So there's a bunch of other places, but I've also traveled a bunch. Like somebody was asking me that the other day. They're like, where would you go in the U.S. that you haven't already been? And I was like, I mean, there's definitely places, obviously, like, but like major places, like I've, I've been to a bunch of those and I, there's a bunch of places I don't want to go. Like, mm-hmm. uh, 
you know, when somebody asks me if I want to go to Kentucky, like it doesn't immediately jump, <laughs> right, right? You know, for my family, or, for I don't want to go there. So, mm. so yeah. I apologize to anybody if they were offended by that, but <laughs> it's just or Idaho. You know what I mean? Like I'm not if <laughs> if you're like, hey, I'm doing the, the bachelor party in Idaho, <laughs> South <laughs> Dakota, <laughs> North have, have Dakota. Fun. Have fun, man. Have a, you, yeah, I'm you are the hoe. <laughs> you are the. <laughs> yeah. Um, Truth be told, I mean, we fell in love with Europe. I mean, so we want to, as many places as we can go in Europe, we would definitely love to, to check it out. Um, I've never been to Italy. I know uh, Warren talked about Milan. Um, I've never been to Italy. I'd love to, uh, to check that out. Uh, also never been to Greece. So, you know, somewhere in Greece uh, would, be, would be really cool. Um, Stephanie has family in Croatia. It'd be nice to, to get there. I mentioned Amsterdam earlier. Uh, I'd love to check out Brussels. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, there's just so many cities, so many cities in the world we've never been to. <laughs> you know, I, I just want to kind of, it's like, like Pokemon, just kind of catch them all. You know, <laughs> I can't believe I just actually used that reference. That's right. So now we all go around now the bus bucket list, and then we're going to go around and name two places that we will never visit. <laughs> Spit on the grave. <laughs> but i got reviews no yeah is there is there anywhere where you like specifically don't want to go and and disregarding the whole racial aspect of it is there anywhere where you're like then no (laughs) is there anywhere in the world is your oyster once you specifically don't want to paint that you paint the picture of the white man here Uh, (laughs) remove racism what would you do uh I don't know. Uh, Burma sounds pretty bad. <laughs> right. I don't know. North Korea? I don't know. North Korea. Pretty much any war-torn country. Like, I, I definitely yeah. would not go to Haiti right now. Not, not war-torn, but they have a lot of shit going on. Afghanistan. Yeah, definitely torn. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. torn. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm not looking to get to Afghanistan anytime soon. <laughs> oh man, we got to get there. <laughs> Flights are super cheap there. Wow. The airport's doing one way right now. One way. One way. One way. Okay. <laughs> Thanks to that damn Kamala and Biden. There's only one way in now. Man. Huh. That's so know. funny. I was basically like, don't be black for a second. Where would you go? And you were like, Anywhere, <laughs> <laughs> everywhere, everywhere, a whole new world. <laughs> that's that's just like so fucking telling. <laughs> that, that, right that you can't even you can't even take blackness out of your uh, yep. your like experience enough to go like hmm. Let me let me take this question seriously at all. It's <laughs> it's I don't know that that totally that totally uh, removes my ability to know. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Blacklight. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Blacklight Pod. That's Black L I T E Pod. If you have a topic, idea, or feedback you'd like to share with us, you can hit us up at blacklightpodcast at gmail.com.